How can you inform customers about the way in which you apply circularity? Many organizations invest a lot in their circular approach and want to share this with the public. In this episode, Silke from Urwan tells us how a label can help conveying circular efforts. My name is Patrick Hübscher and this is Circularity FM, the podcast about understanding, building and managing circular business models. It has been a while since the last episode. I set other priorities in the last months and it was pretty silent here. However, at the beginning of 2021, I already recorded an interview I want to share with you now. While a few statements are time-sensitive, most reflections are still valid one year later. Enjoy! Today's guest lives the sustainable life, be it when it comes to fashion, food, cosmetics or mobility. Owning her own car is unimaginable for her and everywhere she goes she takes either shared car or public transport or her own bike. She's in charge of communications at Urvan Bikes. Welcome Silke! Hi, <laughs> thank you. Thanks for inviting me. So, bicycles exist since more than 100 years and there are really many companies out there that produce uh, them. Why did you start Oren Bikes in the, in the first place? <laughs> that is a good question because, um, of course, we get that question quite a lot. Like, why do you have to reinvent the bike um, a product that has been existing for a long, long time already. But um, the idea was not to, to reinvent it, but to rethink it. And our founder, um, Sebastian Meinecke, he had been in the bicycle business for a long, long time. He had, before Urban Bikes, he already had um, a small manufacturer where he um, yeah, individualized bicycles. And yeah, with new technology... Um, Yeah, such as 3D printing that we are using. The idea came up to, to create a new frame which has new features, which is innovative, which um, provides a, a soft ride and a new kind of ride um, that like normal bicycles cannot offer. And yeah, that's how the idea of Overn Bikes um, yeah, established. And the name Overn also consists of two words, Urban and Insane, which is in German Wahnsinnig. And that's kind of yeah, the whole idea behind Urban Bikes, to, to establish a bike that is insane, that is different, that looks different, um, that has a different appearance and also has definitely different, uh, yeah, different um, yeah, ways of riding it. Okay, great. So, um, yeah, and also when looking at it, uh, I can already see that there is... Uh, um, some Wahnsinn in there. So, um, and you not only try to rethink uh, the bicycle, um, you also came up recently with a, a certificate or label, the Fairframe. What does that stand for? Yeah, well, um, that will be a, a bit of a longer story, I would say. Um, What was important when founding Urban Bikes was that, um, yeah, that the bike 
should be able to sensitize the bicycle industry or like the customers inside the bicycle industry in a certain way because you know the bicycle is an emission-free product so you're you're riding the bicycle you're very environmental friendly when you're riding the bicycle but what a lot of people don't know is or like not think about nowadays is where the bike is coming from and most of the time it's coming from Taiwan or um, yeah some other Asian country and yeah, so the idea was definitely to to also go in the into that direction to produce in a in a different way, which we already do with the three three D printing, but also to think about um, the humans behind the production and also the resources of the production, and the humans play a very important role in inside our our label, our Fairframe label. Um, why we came up with it is that um, yeah, we were want to be able to to pay the, the human beings who are producing parts of our bicycles uh, fair wages and also to be sure that they are treated in a in a moderate way and yeah that's kind of how how the idea of the fair frame uh, label came up because we already have um, different pillars that ha had been already established inside our companies because of our founders values basically so it started out with the, the pillars itself and in the overall it created um, yeah, the fair frame label because our, our label is built up on different pillars which are design, steel, the material, um, the regional 3D printing as well as logistics and packaging and also the certification which is according to uh, German quality standards and all of those different areas. Um, I can also go more deeper into it or maybe at a later point. Um, they uh, create the label or the, yeah, they are the pillars behind the label. So actually the starting point of the label was um, that you haven't been fully satisfied with uh, the, the way the traditional bicycle industry is handling, let's say, um, the cost for the environment so when it comes to long uh, supply chains from Asia to Europe for example uh, for sure different if uh, a bicycle is produced in Taiwan and also is used in Taiwan yeah, then, then that's obviously not that uh, a bad but it's also about uh, the wages and the social conditions um, for the people involved that are actually produce the bicycles yes definitely um, yeah like I said it's I think almost every, or I would say everyone at Orvan, um, yeah, has values that um, stick to to what Orban Orvan stands for. Like you said, that uh, we all care about who is producing, like how they are treated, and also the, the resources. But I would look at it as like a whole picture. Of course, we have the side that you just named, but it's also. Um, due to our, the way we produce, it also didn't make sense to, to go abroad. Because in, at Urban Bikes, we produce um, according to lean management, uh, lean manufacturing um, yeah, principles, and we're producing on demand. So let's say you want to um, buy a, an Urban Bike, and, and then we are just going to produce it at the point you say, okay, I'm definitely going to buy one. Here's my, my go. Um, here's the, the payment. And then we're going to produce this. And if you think about it, like when you, 
if you would say, okay, we are going to produce this in Taiwan, um, the, it would take so much longer time. We also did not, would not have the flexibility to, mm -hmm. um, to stick to what our customers want. And also the lean manufacturing is saving a lot of resources as we are not just producing and producing and um, yeah, then the bikes are standing around. So that's also like the connection with how we produce and like how we are going to treat the people is the, the picture that, that rounds up everything. Right. But like you can do all of what you just mentioned without a label. Why did you start the Fairframe label then on top of that? Well, um, yes, of course, you can just do it and not name it. And a lot of people or companies say, I, I'm more conscious nowadays with using labels or with using yeah, green marketing, I would say. Um, I think maybe you also want to go into that direction that um, some companies will just use a label as a, a marketing me me mechanism. But our goal was definitely to, by creating this label, to, to raise awareness, definitely. Because like I said in the beginning, it's not not of not a lot of people are aware of the fact like where is my bike coming from? Mm. Um, yeah, a lot of German uh, bicycle brands and for the the customer it seems like okay they are it's from Germany um, should be good and um, should be produced in a way that is um, yeah human-centered but in the end most of them are not being produced in germany but they still claimed okay it's made in germany but it's because the last steps are being made here and um it's also when you look at the society nowadays everyone is talking about okay how can i be more sustainable and then they say okay i'm not going to to take my my car but then they are going in the shop and buying expensive bicycles which are like the opposite of what they are um yeah aiming at actually and to create such a label is yeah for raising awareness we also want to make other bicycle companies or in general every company think about okay what can we also do like to make the world a better place let's put it that way right. um, and i think it raises awareness at first point of course but then of course you also have to go deeper into it but um To have a label is uh, definitely like eye catcher and um, lets you think about it. And uh, what are the reactions so far? Um, from the customers, definitely um, great reaction, especially when we. I mean, we have been, we have had the Fairframe label for a long, long time already, but just last year we kind of um, like. Yeah, brought it to the, to the bigger audience because we had a social media campaign and also um, yeah newsletter campaign and it was definitely very good rea reactions and also we had some um, yeah it created a dialogue between the customers and the company itself and we also got a little bit of input from the customers. Um, I have to say at that point that um, we wished of more input and more discussions actually because we also want our customers or yeah people in that field to to come into a dialogue with us and let us know okay where can we also um, help or what could be something to to think about um, so in general the, the reaction was very positive and also when we 
So when someone buys a bicycle for us, from us, a lot of people come to Magdeburg actually and test the bike. And then when we go into dialogue, you can also hear that when we talk about um, the label and also that we are producing in Germany and that everything comes like close from uh, close to Magdeburg, um, we get a lot of positive feedback because that's like that's actually what the the people wish nowadays that you know where your product is coming from. Right. And um, did the launch of the label or let's say the, the campaign you, you started recently about the label, did this also help you to attract new audiences or new partners? Or was this some a discussion mainly in the community of the uh, urban fans mm. you already had? Um, both, I would say. Um we wished of more um, discussion in a different field. So definitely more into, we also wanted to enter a different field. So the, the green bloggers, I would say, like the, 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 um, the community that is more or is very cautious about their environment. That was definitely an audience we would wish to, to have entered a little bit more. That's what I can say, that it's... Um, Yeah, it was not 100% what we we wished for. But what I can say now is that, um, yeah, just the past month, we have been more and more in contact with, I would say, yeah, that green community, also different online magazines, blogs, um, where we were able to, to raise a little bit more awareness. Um, but I think... Yeah, it's definitely um, a door opener for that community because I think if we would not have had such a label, um, it would be more difficult to to get a yeah foot in the in the door um, because yeah, it's our product is very um, tech technologically driven, and if you're not into um, Yeah, if that's not your, your topic, then it's difficult to, or then you would not be interested and not like get catched by, um, if someone, um, if you see a post, for example, about a, yeah, a 3D printed bike, but if you see, okay, it's fair frame, it's 100% produced in Germany, that's something that, that catches you. So I think it's still a little bit a way to go, um, to enter also a different community but we are going there and I think it's also yeah the, the society is always changing and um, if you look on the market right now and compare the yeah the ecologically environmentally friendly bicycles there are not so many on the market right now but of course we well we still hope that it's um, going to be more brands and more bikes that are Uh, produced in a similar way or even have a fair frame label on them um, but yeah it's still it's yeah I, I think it's still some some way to go yeah. and uh, talking about the market how was the reaction of uh, competitors like sometimes directly observable mm -hmm. sometimes more indirect I guess well we didn't have Yeah, we didn't get like direct. Um, yeah, we didn't get really like a direct feedback in a way that okay, one company wrote to us or commented on our on our campaign. Um, 
but what we were able to see is that other brands um, like jumped on the bandwagon as well. And mm -hmm. for example, of course, social media is the tool to um, to market and to inform the community. And we also saw that some bigger company for yeah did a, a, a campaign about okay they they changed the way they package their bicycles, mm -hmm. and I mean, f of course, this is a good point. But um, what we were able to see is that the the bigger companies which are still producing in, in Asia and at yeah getting all their parts from, from countries where human beings are not treated in a in a very good way are like they try to um, market themselves or like say, okay, we are really sustainable because our packages is uh, packaging mm -hmm. is different right now. Um, even though behind there's not a lot of transparency what else is going wrong. So it's more like I wouldn't say it's like totally greenwashing, but we saw that people, companies tried to jump on the bandwagon and um, yeah, wanted to say, okay, we're also doing something. We're also doing something. And, and I mean, right. in total, yes, you have to make fir um, yeah, first steps. And we also say that we are not perfect, but it's kind of like you see that there is a, a change in the, in the bicycle industry, but um, yeah, unfortunately, we didn't get like requests already about if we can like work together and like make the Fairframe label a bit more um, more popular. But who knows? Maybe this is going to be yeah happening soon. And when you want to partner up with other brands or manufacturers and. Uh, invite others to use the Fairframe uh, label, you certainly have to define some, let's say, rigid criteria. Mm. Um, and right now you mentioned that uh, the Fairframe label has five uh, pillars. Um, um, do you already have this criteria or do you, do you want to work on that? Mm. Well, I mean, th the thing is, we are also not, we wouldn't say we are 100% Fairframe already. Yeah. Because we are still um, also t using um, yeah, pieces, for example, like Shimano from, from Taiwan, because the availability is not uh, in Europe yet. But I can tell you we are um, already working on partnering up with, um, with companies in, uh, in Europe. We are not only working on it, we are already doing it. But that's the thing. I think we are not yet at the, par at the point where we can 100% um like create criteria um that could be applied for other brands as well so right now we are more at the point where um for us we have to find the five pillars and we yeah we think this criteria is definitely um worth working on um but right now we are in the phase where it's should be more um, of raising awareness and also um if someone would approach us we would be most certainly willing to work on defining better yeah defining the criteria to to create more transparency right now as we are only have like that we as we are only the only brand who is using this fair frame label um we can only create criteria that we already are using as it becomes more and more important to to have criteria set and not just say okay we're one day we're doing that and one day we're doing this mm -hmm. and we can call this fair frame. Yeah, true. 
And did the fact of sharing the fair frame and talking about it, did this also lead to more, let's say, demand and positive pressure from customers and, and the market to develop further in that uh, area? So actually like supporting you in that journey that uh, you already think beyond that or think of raising the bar for yourself? Uh, mm. Um Yes and no, I would say. Um, of course, we, like I said before, we wished of more, um, yeah, more actual dialogue with people who would put more pressure on us and demand more. Mm -hmm. um, but I can say that on the steel part, because yeah, our bikes are made out of 100% steel, um, we came into discussion with some customers and which also really um, not changed our mind but made us really think about it and I can yeah I can only say a little but I have to I can say that we are working on an on a bike in a new material so stay tuned <laughs> <laughs> um, because that's something I think the material is still some or the yeah the material is still something to which is um good to be questioned because there are um, materials like steel, aluminium, uh, carbon and also titan um, that can be questioned. Like what is your, because um, you always have to ask yourself what is the, the priority and um, until now it was always, okay, we're using 100% steel because first of all it's, uh, it's better than, um, than aluminium and carbon as you're not using as much energy but then on the other hand you can still say okay where is that steel coming from like who is actually like taking it out of the the um yeah the ground mm -hmm. and so that's something we're working out but we had decided on steel because it's yeah it can be recycled it can it's um yeah it lives for a long long time mm -hmm. and yeah but that's something uh, we have been questioned we've also like openly questioned in, on Facebook or LinkedIn and ask um, why we're still relying on steel. Because when you think about a, a fair bicycle or like an you know, environmentally friendly bicycle, um, I think what comes to mind is that um, the, the bamboo spike. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's every company itself has to, to yeah, create in that, sense again their own criteria and has to know okay i mean because bambus is also not growing in, in germany that's also that's something that you could question and um but that's what we always try to do and i think with or most certainly with the 3d printing we have a way ahead because we can um fast change our um our material and also make tests with it and see okay what's working better um yeah so that's the 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 main part where we had been questioned and where we are now trying to to raise the bar mm -hmm. cool uh, mm -hmm. looking forward to, uh, to the new version then <laughs> um You also mentioned um the prioritization you have to do and every company has to do um, um do you see conflicts between your sustainable ambition and let's say the economic needs uh, in terms of 
um, acquiring customers and, and growing the business and that uh, you you sometimes like to do more in the one field uh, but you see uh, that would go on expense of the other uh, dimension um, is this something you experience in, in your day-to-day -day decisions good question well I mean, we are a very small company right now still. Of course, there are always fields where we would like to do more because of, but because of time and yeah, the resources of human capital, it's also definitely difficult. And yeah, in, in our society nowadays, you always get challenged and you're always like, it's a feedback society. And when you're doing something wrong or not taking care of something, you always get, okay, why are you doing this? Why are you not doing that? But you always have to look behind, like what's happening and what is already there. I know that's difficult for, for our society nowadays to just accept what is there and be happy with it, but kind of try to, to follow this direction. But we also a company where perfectionism is a big, big um, thing. And so, yeah, of course, it's also sometimes not making us happy if we can't do everything that we want to. Silke, I would have many more questions. However, I really like your, your this final statement. <laughs> uh, I'd like to have it as a final statement to be also happy with what we have, or in your case, what you uh, achieved and combine it with the passion for perfectionism <laughs> uh, the other day to improve it. So I think that's really a promising uh, mixture. And also the label kind of shows this thinking, I feel, because what you just said, like having a defined set of criteria for the label in order to enable other companies to adopt it would probably be too early right now and yeah, would be a waste of, waste of time. Yeah, so thanks for sharing your experience with us and really curious to see when there will be or might be a new version for Oven Bike and what kind of label and manufacturer will pick up the Fairframe label soon. Yeah, I think we're also very excited about it and um, thanks for having me. This episode was about how a label can help you to communicate your circle efforts. The next episode will be about turning waste into a product. Until then, stay tuned and don't forget, the most valuable renewable resource is your imagination. My name is Patrick Hübscher and this is Circularity FM the podcast about understanding, building and managing circular business models.